0: Come on come on come on, come on, come on, come on. Come on, You come check on. You out, what it out
1: the we're talking football podcast coming to you from a shared universe podcast studio i'm weston with me as always to my left is my right hand man lou lou are we a hip-hop podcast or are we focused on what's happening in the nfl
0: you can't pigeonhole us man so we can do hip-hop we can do we can do football we can do ballet if we wanted to bro
1: I'm calling in sick when we do that episode. <laughs> but I feel like each and every episode we bring out, or I should say you bring out, a new hidden gem. Tonight, no different. Love me some far side. And I think running and running away has everything to do with the topic at hand this evening. But there's a lot going on in the football world right now, Lou. Contract extensions, training camps are kicking off this week, and most importantly, the fantasy season is quickly coming upon us. But tonight, we dive deeper into our top 10 repertoire. So what's on the docket for this evening?
0: Well, we've listened to the songs, Farside Run, and uh, the players we're going to be taking a look at are running backs. I figured running backs run. Farside has a song called Run, and it just makes sense
1: see what you did there, connecting said, those dots. I right? see that. Um, side note, focusing on the... Actually, before we even dive into that, Lou, I'm expecting Michael Jordan, Game 7 flu performance from you this evening. I know you're a little under the weather, so I appreciate you sucking it up for us.
0: Listen, I came out today for the millions... And millions of listeners. (laughs) Uh -uh. I have a sinus infection. I have an ear infection. I can't hear in my right ear. I coughed up a lung earlier today. Move over Byron Leftwich, broken leg, Marshall game. See you later, Philip Rivers, torn ACL, AFC championship game. Goodbye, Michael Jordan, flu game. There's going to be another epic moment in sports history, and that's tonight's podcast.
1: I got to take a shot at you, and I apologize for doing it, but an ear infection? What do you, ate and held your head underwater for too long at, you know, your family's swimming pool? Exactly. <laughs> Knock on wood, because next week I'll probably have my first ever ear infection. Oh, it's contagious, bro. I, I can't wait to catch <laughs> As long it. as the ears don't touch yet. As long as it keeps me out of real work, not this work. We're all good. <laughs> so, back to my side note. Obviously, we're focusing on the top 10 running backs. This is not an easy list. I think the names aren't going to strike anybody as a, a surprise that appear on the top 10, whether it's your list or my list. To me, what was tricky is just the order and the running back position as a whole. It's just not what we were we're accustomed to when we were growing up and watching the NFL because back then, every team had a bell cow. And if you didn't have a bell cow, you weren't successful. And... The NFL was about running first, passing secondary, and obviously the league's change, but I think that changes the value of the position as well.
0: Yeah, everything's running back by committee nowadays, and I'm you know, i going to say this throughout our podcast. I feel like each running back, there's a specialist role, the goal line back, the third down back, uh, the guy between the t- 20s back. Um, so I think that's just like how baseball, you just had a starting pitcher, then they evolved to a closer, then they evolved to a middle relief. I think that's kind of where this position is kind of going.
1: Yeah, and longevity, right? I mean, mm-hmm. like we always talk about 30 is the year that you die in the NFL and for running backs it might even be sooner, 26, 27, 28 years old. Um but you're right. There's no there are very few 300 carry yep. backs left in this league if there are. There's one, and we'll talk about them in a little while. But maybe, maybe. Let's depending where he is on the list, right? So, <laughs> let's go ahead. Let's start with the the top ten. Lou, as always, I'll I'll pass the honors to you. Who and again for the listeners, working our way backwards, creating some suspense. So who's who's number ten? I'm I'm sure a lot of people are gonna have a lot to say
0: about my tenth ranked running back, but for me, trust me, I think it all makes sense. The highest. Pro football focus receiving grade over the last two seasons does not belong to Christian McCaffrey. Does not belong to Alvin Kamara. It belongs none other to my 10th ranked running back, Austin Eckler, who scored a 93.6 grade. During that time, he also amassed the most receiving touchdowns and explosive plays among running backs. This selection that I just I'm talking about right now is not for those stat sheet hunters. All right? You want to look at the stat sheets, and you're not going to be blown away by his numbers. But even though his numbers are not as robust as some of the other backs on the list, you have to remember a couple things. He was an undrafted free agent, and his first two years were basically spent relegated to a change of pace running back duty. Over the last two years, he's averaged 1,242 scrimmage yards, which is impressive when you consider he missed six games last year. In addition, Eckler has never averaged lower than 4.2 yards per carry in a single season. Now, will he ever be that traditional 1,000-yard rusher? I don't think so. But what makes him so scary is the numerous ways he can beat you. He's like a poor man's Alvin Kamara. And like we said earlier, I think this is what the NFL is becoming more and more of.
1: So I'm shocked. And I know this is not a homer pick, so I'm not going to hit you with that label. Um, I love a lot of what you just said about Austin Eckler. He's never going to be your 1,000-yard running back. He's never going to tote the ball more than 130, 140 times in a season. He's going to need to be by committee. What I love about him and what's near and dear to my heart is what he can do for you as a receiver out of the backfield. Not so much last year because you talked about the six games missed, but the year before, 92 receptions, almost 1,000 yards receiving. Mm -hmm. Um, I liken him to – I'm going to go way back here on you to like the 90s, a Dave Meggett. He was that like, Austin broke into this league as that third down specialty back, but proved over time he can still tote the rock on first and second down. Again, he's just not going to be able to do it. 200 250 times for you in a season.
0: But when he does touch the ball, it's special, just, yeah. it's
1: special. The the yards per big touch, big plays, yes. it's big plays. Yes, and you and I have talked about this, the NFL is about big plays, right? Like how many long drives are hard, right? They're very hard to ask 11 people to do the same thing and do it well 12 to 14 times on a single drive, right? So if I can bust a 40-yard 40 40-yard 40 catch out or break a 40-yard run, I'm shortening the length of the field, and I'm shortening the length of plays to get into that end zone. End zone, ultimately. Spoiler: Austin Eckler is not in my top ten, but I love I can, that he's in yours. I mean, he's a little jitterbug. I like. There's a lot to like about him. Um, the other spoiler here is I did do a little bit of an honorable mention section, as it and are. he's in my honorable mention. All right, who's your guy? All right, so top ten. I like how you started it because I'm going to start with a little controversy as well. We okay. talked about this with the quarterbacks. We talked about this with the receivers. Like, how dare you put somebody only has one year of production do into this list? And I'm going to do it because I don't give a shit. It is my list. And we're talking about who are the top running backs going into this season in the NFL if I have a choice to start somebody behind uh, my quarterback I'm going with 22-year-old running back from the Indianapolis Colts, Jonathan Taylor, based off of his performance of last year alone, because that's all the body of work that we had. 15 games, wasn't even the full-time starter to begin the season, right? 232 carries, 1,100 and change from a yards perspective, got in the end zone 11 times, also caught 36 passes for just under 300 yards and a touchdown. Again, I don't care that he's only got one-year production, I learned everything that I needed to know about him in the second half of last season while the Indianapolis Colts were making a playoff run. Over the last six games of the season, Lou, he averaged 123.5 yards per game and over six yards a carry in competitive football games. To me, if he can replicate that production or somewhat close to that for an entire 16 to 17 games in this coming season. He's not number 10 on my list next mm-hmm. year. He's probably five or six, yep. right? Depending upon what some of these other guys do. You talked about explosiveness, right? Um, big plays, seven yards of 20, seven runs of 20 or more yards, three for more than 40 yards. He had a, a, a docu- documented carry that had him at 20.97 miles per an hour on a carry for a Pretty big, you know, 230-pound running back. I mean, that's top flight speed. I mean, it's not Tyreek Hill speed, but he's not being asked to do those sort of things. There's a lot of lot to like about this guy. I know it's a limited body of work. If I was ca- if I was calling out something that does give me pause for concern, I see some hesitancy with him in between the tackles. Um, we all know what he did in college at Wisconsin, and he pulled away from people time and time and time again outside the tackles. But this is the NFL; you can't outrun everyone, especially when you got four, two, four, three speed at the defensive back position. But I do also think that confidence will come with experience <laughs> in this league, where he'll he'll develop that. Don't hesitate; get in the gap, get positive yards, get it early, get it often. And for me, Jonathan Taylor is my number ten overall running back.
0: All I gotta say, Wesson, is I'm a man of principles.
1: I get it, and I break those principles.
0: And you know what, I'm gonna follow suit with you. All right. I'm breaking my cardinal rule during the series. I'm about to let a rookie in my top 10 list. Jonathan Taylor is my number nine guy. All
1: right, so I'm not entirely
0: crazy. (laughs) But you know what, I'm gonna say why. In my defense, I feel like this is more to do with the state of running backs in the league, perhaps than the player itself. We stated before there are very uh, few traditional work, workhorse running backs in the NFL anymore. And this p- p- position has become more of a specialist position. So I think that I do have some defense in that regards. So, uh, yeah, Taylor did have an impressive rookie campaign. I'm glad he didn't steal all my thunder. And like you said, he finished really strong down the stretch last year. He struggled mightily in the beginning. And I think that could be attributed to the COVID offseason or lack thereof. But yeah, if you go through the last six, six games in particular, I'm going to rattle them off. 22 rushes, 90 yards, 13 rushes, 91 yards, 20 rushes, uh, 150 yards, two touchdowns, 16 rushes, 83 yards and a touchdown, 18 rushes, 74 yards. Get to that final week. Two touchdowns, 30 rushes, 253 yards and two touchdowns. He led all rookies in rushing yards, and you were talking about explosive plays before. He had 15 carries of 15 or more yards, and 35 carries of 10 or more yards. His game is predicated on that power and speed, so that's what makes him so dangerous. He can run over you and then run by you. Uh, All in all, like you said, he ran for over, he had 1,169 yards rushing, while averaging five yards per carry. I think... That that's an attestment. I know the offensive line is good, but when you're starting to hit that five number, that's pretty damn good. And you already went over uh how, you know, how many balls he caught. But by the way, he was ranked third in the NFL in Russian last year.
1: Yeah. As a rookie. As a Who rookie. Didn't see the The number of carries early on that we saw in the second half of the year. Yep. Another another thing, and I love that you put him here because we did talk about. Hey, there I are very hated few. It, but I had to. Uh, you had to. Very few bell cows. He is a guy that will get 250 plus carries if he's healthy, and he'll be in very select company himself and maybe two others.
0: So you know what I actually did uh, to try to talk myself out of it. I actually watched some tape of him with the Colts, and you're right. He is. His vision is not great. He dances a lot in between the tackles.
1: and But if he gets past that first wave of defense, he's gone. He's going to run over safeties yep. and corners, yep. right? And he can pull away from a, a handful of people, yep. right? Which is not common amongst running backs. Mm-hmm. So I love it. I'm glad. I think if you watch film on him, and if he had two years of this type of tape, he's much higher on the list than he Probably. is at, at you know nine or ten. So, number nine for me is 25 year old running back from Cincinnati, Joe Mixon. <clears throat> Six games in 2020, cut short by injury. There's going to be a lot of people on this cut short by injury. Yep. Just shows you how grueling the running back position is. 119 touches, 428 yards, three touchdowns. A very meager 3.6 yards per carry, though, but not entirely his fault. Poor football team. 21 catches, 138 yards and a a, a touchdown in terms of receptions. Over his career, though, four seasons, almost 3,400 yards rushing. He's got a career-long of 51 yards, 130 receptions for over 1,000 yards receiving, a handful of touchdowns. To me, he is an all-around back who's just played on a really poor team where he was kind of like the lone offensive threat that I think – teams focused on, especially with a declining and often injured A.J. Green on the outside that took away from like the passing game. He can run through and by defenders. I think, tape that I've watched, he has improved every single year. Um and I do firmly believe as the passing threat begins to blossom in Cincinnati um you know some younger receivers there you get Joe Burrow back that's going to help his production some of that focus you know what does the passing game do it takes people out of the box it's going to open up more lanes and he's poised to take advantage of that Um, Again, I chalk up that 3.6 to just a bad team playing QB carousel. And where am I going to focus? I'm going to focus on the most prime threat they have. And I'm going to stack eight in the box at all times and crowd the, the line of scrimmage. But he does a lot really, really well. He's on my list of, yeah, I don't get it type of thing. And this
0: is not disrespect to you. I think between injuries and lack of consistent play, you can blame the team or what have you. But I feel like he's like a player that people... Always try to shove down your throat that you're supposed to like better than you do. I don't like him, in my personal opinion. I'm not a big fan of him. And like I told you, why? It's it's just, I feel like there should be more, more explosive plays. Even a blind squirrel can find a nut here and there. Sure. You say his long is 51 yards. All right. I'm just saying that he, he was so highly touted coming out, what, Oklahoma, was it? Oklahoma. Yeah. So, and he just, I just don't think he's living up to that those expectations, in my personal opinion. Uh, My 8th ranked running back. I think the saying less is more perfectly describes him. It's Aaron Jones. Uh, Like a lot of these running backs we discussed, he's not a true workhorse in his career. The most carries he's ever had in a single season is 236, but damn, he's efficient. He eclipsed the 1,000-yard mark the past two years while rushing for a total of 25 touchdowns. That's his specialty is find the end zone. Also, in 2020, he had a whopping 5.5 yards per carry, which ranked him third, only behind J.K. Dobbins and Nick Chubb. Jones also brings some playmaking ability as a receiver as well. Over the last two years, Jones has averaged 48 receptions in that Green Bay offense. I think what makes him so dynamic, it's his vision and his patience to hit the holes for those home run plays. Lastly, he's pretty hard to bring down, believe it or not, which is evident in his three yards after contact per carry over the last 30 games. So you'll hit him, but he'll keep on going for three more yards, man. That's my eighth-ranked guy.
1: All right, so we're just going to continue this dialogue because my eighth-ranked guy is also Aaron. Okay. Jones. Yeah, uh, you know this is like his sweet spot. Man. Yeah, I, I think this is where he belongs, plus or minus a, a spot. I just think he's slept on, right? Because I think so much of the praise in the Green Bay offense goes to and deservedly so, and Aaron Rodgers, right? Your league MVP. I am really happy for him and his career prospects that he did not leave Green Bay. Yes. I think his production value <clears throat> is greater in this offense than it is somewhere else. Again, if you're going to ask this guy to carry the ball 250 times, he carried it 201 times last year. That's a lot for a running back in this league for a five and a half yard per carry average. Exactly. Yeah. What I love about him and what I love about a lot of the, um, the running backs on this list is how you can use him as a wide receiver. Yep. And you don't just line this guy up in the slot. Like, go back and watch the tape. How many times is he lined up as a split end, a flanker, whatever you want to call it, outside the numbers? Mm-hmm. And, and number 12 is looking for him, you yep. know what I mean? And, and is getting him the ball. Um, I think he's incredibly athletic. Um, I love, like I said, they line him up all <laughs> over the field. I agree with you that he he's patient, but he's not like Le'Veon Bell patient. You know what I mean? Like what I love about his game is he is 150 miles an hour to contact with the football when it's being handed Mm -hmm. off to him. Right. So I love that like he's forcing defensive backs to or just defensive players to react very quickly. But then he has this like innate ability to like throttle down real quickly at the line and then make his yeah. break, right? Like where Le'Veon like tiptoes mm-hmm. to the handoff, you know, putter steps, you know, or stutter steps behind the the offensive line. It's like, like creep walking. <laughs> yeah, like Aaron Jones d- is not doing that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And um, I like him, but I think it bodes a lot better for him that he stayed in Green Bay, so that we'll continue to talk about him. I honestly think if he went to a Miami or he went somewhere else he'd be falling off the cliff in his career.
0: We'll see. I told you those 25 touchdowns over the last two years. Touchdowns are the most flukiest thing. So if you didn't have Aaron Rodgers setting him up,
1: we'll see how he does next year. How about that? I have him right here. Is he a product of the system? Probably, but I could probably make that same argument for every other single running back on this list as well, that they are a product of the system that they are in. That's true. All right. So who do you got at number seven?
0: Uh, I have Saquon Barkley, uh, 2018 Rookie of the Year. For me, this is more of a projectionary ranking here on what he could be and what he can become. Because who is Barkley? Is he the running back that had over 2,000 scrimming yards uh, and 15 touchdowns in 2018? Or is he the running back that has missed the last 17 games over the last two years while showing regression? I know 2020 was a small sample size, but me, I thought he looked awful. He showed poor vision, and which led to his 1.8 yards per carry in two games. I get it. Giants fans are going to be say it's only two games, and they're going to discuss New York's O-line deficiencies. But still, I think the jury's out on, Bark- on uh, Saquon. Let's not forget Todd Gurley, who I think could be a cautionary tale on what Barkley's future could become. All that being said, he has all the tools to be number one on this list next year. His 2018 was really special, and he showed he can be an elite runner and a pass catcher. Listen to these numbers, man. 1,300 rushing yards, 11 touchdowns, um, <clears throat> 5 yards per carry, 91 receptions, 721 rushing yard, uh, receiving yards, and 4 touchdowns. That is impressive as hell. So, just got to see what he becomes this year.
1: Yeah. Um, so, it's funny because the whole car ride here, obviously we were talking about personal lives and things that we have going on where we try to like – let this information just kind of marinate in our uh-huh. head. And I toyed with making a switch between these next two players that I'm going to do. I guarantee. I really, really toyed with it. Uh-huh. And I decided not to. So, my number seven is 26-year-old running back for the Dallas Cowboys, I knew it. Ezekiel Elliott. I knew it. So, in 2020, on paper, not Zeke's best year, Right. 244 touches, just under 1,000 yards, four yards of carry, six TDs. Caught 52 balls, though, for 338 yards. In 15 games, by the way. In 15 games. um, You know, (coughs) to his resume for a career, he's a one-time first-team All-Pro, three pro ballers. I actually believe, and this is why I wanted to put him higher, I actually believe that Zeke is the best pure runner in football. He has speed. He runs with power. He runs with tremendous balance. Um, again, I think he does it all. He runs the rock. He catches the rock. But what I think hurt him a little bit last year was O-line injuries. Because what's the, you know, oh, Zeke plays behind the best offensive line in football, right? like But I I agree and I disagree with that comment. But I also think no Dak last year did the same thing that I was just talking about with Joe Mixon. Like, Okay, Andy Dalton's the quarterback. Okay, Andy Dalton's concussed. Third-string quarterback's in. Mm -hmm. How do I beat the Cowboys? I know. I'm going to put eight to nine guys in the box at all times, right? Like, while they have all these sexy threats outside, you're not taking advantage of them. Um, The one knock that I have on Zeke is he fumbles the rock. But he touches the rock a lot, you know? Like, it's it's pure math. He fumbles more than most. um, But I... Again, I toyed with putting him higher on this list. I'm almost holding last year against him a little bit, but I mean, he's a tremendous football player.
0: So it's funny they say that because I'm assuming that means Saquon's your number six, because I had the same issues between these two. Um, you're looking for Saquon, what he could be versus Zeke, what he has done throughout his career. So it's how do you juggle that? And Ezekiel Elliott is my sixth ranked running back. And I said, even with a two, even with a shitty year in 2020, he still has the highest career yards per game in my, among any other running back on my list at 89.9 yards per game. I also ranks him fifth of all time, more than Walter Payton, Adrian Peterson, Emmitt Smith, Earl Campbell. Granted, like you said, Elliott didn't look Good last year, a play like himself. He he actually looked sluggish to me watching him run last year. Maybe it's a motivational thing. I don't know. Maybe it's age and all those carries, you know, starting to wear on him. You mentioned the fumbling issues as well. Uh, But, you know, he still was only 21 yards from his fourth 1,000-yard rushing season and was still able to commute, uh, accumulate over 1,300 scrimmage yards and eight touchdowns. That's not terrible. But if you saw the tape, I think that's another thing. Some will argue, like you said, he's the prodigal offensive line. But last year, like you, once again, I'm just, re- you know, repeating everything you said. Dallas's offensive line was awful and he still managed four yards per carry. That's the number you need to hit to be an efficient running back. Bare minimum is four yards per carry. Zeke is a rarity. He's one of those few bell cow running backs that, uh, Will never have to leave the field. He can churn out yards to run the clock out, or be part of a two-minute offense and be that reliable receiver out of the
1: backfield. That's why I have him high as I do with six. Yep. <clears throat> and you're right. My number six is Saquon. Yeah. Um, obviously, last year, you know, very very small sample size and in two games played. Um. I agree with you where I just can't help but get his rookie season out of my mind as and also to what the, and this also guy.
0: That, like that leap from
1: him and Pence. Like, yeah, you know. like what he should be. Like yeah. on pa- the intangibles, on paper, this dude is out of the same lab that Julio Jones came from, right? Like he should be and has every opportunity to be the best running back in the NFL. Does, yes. I mean, dude, you talked about it, right? Like his rookie year, 1,300 yards rushing, 91 catches for over 700 yards as a rookie in the NFL. Like ridiculous. He's big. He's fast. He's explosive. He jumps over people. If I had a knock on him, is I think he tries to win the game with every single carry. It's a right? home run hitter. That's, only. What, that's what causes injury, yeah. right? Like was just trying to extend the play <laughs> that he probably should have went down and not extended it to the outside. But I can't fault him for putting a team on his back and trying to do those things on a bad team. But I think in the NFL, sometimes you got to cut your you know cut your losses, live to see another down. And and I certainly hope he's not the next Todd Gurley in terms of career trajectory because. At this position, injuries creep up with you real, real, real fast, and yeah, they shorten your shelf not, life.
0: Then there's some coming out. That you might not be able to start the season. I think yeah. that's lip service to like, temper expectations, but who knows?
1: I, listen, he's going to come out rusty, no. even if he comes out in the season, because you're not going to see him in the preseason. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, and you'd be foolish to put him out there. Work him hard in practice. Yeah. Don't put him in no games yeah. until they matter. All right, who's who's number five?
0: Uh, do you know who's the, who has the best broken tackle rate in the NFL over the last two seasons? I
1: do. But only because we were doing this list.
0: Oh, okay. (laughs) That's right. My next individual on my list, Nick Chubb, who comes in at number five. Per PFF, Chubb has accumulated 124 broken tackles on 488 carries, ranking him first among his peers. Translation, it's like trying to tackle a keg, bro. (laughs) In his career, Chubb has averaged more, uh, yards per carry, uh, sorry, he's averaged more yards per carry, 5.2 than anyone else on my list. So anyone else here has not averaged more yards per carry than him. In fact, he's never averaged below five yards per carry in any of his first th- three seasons. It goes just to show you how consistent of a runner he's been since entering the NFL. What knocks Chubb down this list a little bit for me is the fact that he's in a timeshare with Cream Hunt. And he has a minor impact on the passing game. And if you're really nitpicking his game, he runs behind perhaps the best offensive line in the game. Uh, so that's really being petty right there. But if you just watch him play, you can see he's the real deal. He's a big-time playmaker. And when he missed those couple of games last year, even though the Browns had Kareem Hunt, that offense wasn't the same without him.
1: Totally agree. Um, I feel like this is we're gonna. This is gonna be a common theme this, moving forward. This for sounds us. like
0: now, yeah, yeah,
1: we're gonna have some inverses here, right? So my number five is twenty-five-year-old running back for the Carolina Panthers, Christian McCaffrey. Um, Twenty-twenty season cut short. What do I always say, Lou? Availability is the best ability, mm-hmm. and this is why I think he gets knocked a little bit um, based on his limited availability from last year. And I don't know. I just said it with Saquon. These Injuries catch up with you really quick, so I don't know what this means for his long term, um, you know, status. What I can tell you is that when this man is healthy across three seasons, right? So, his four year cumulative over 3,000 yards rushing, 29 touchdowns, 4.6 a carry, 320 catches, 2,600 yards receiving, 16 touchdowns. So, what did I just say? 45 touchdowns across three and a third seasons, That's right? That's just production, right? Value. <laughs> Um, I got a little fun facts for you here. In 2019, 1,000 yards rushing and receiving in the same season, Roger Craig was the first running back in the NFL to do it. Can you name the only other running back to do it? Damien? Marshall Falk. Marshall Falk. That's pretty absurd company to be in. Even if it was Ladanian, there's four, right? But there's not. There's three to ever do that. That is elite company. uh, Side note here, and this is not just a 49er opinion, but there is no reason that Roger Craig should not be in the Hall of Fame. Um, But he isn't. (laughs) I'm here to, we'll do a whole episode of me lobbying for that. This dude's jump cuts, his lateral quickness are next level, right? Like his athletic ability is off the charts. I think he could just as easily be a highly productive wide receiver in this league, but his father played wide receiver, and I think he wanted a little bit more glory. Out of the and yeah, a hundred percent, and I think that's what led him down this path. Um, but when he's healthy, it's it's hard to argue that he's not a top five running back in this league.
0: A uh, big fan of uh, McCaffrey, and uh, yeah, he's a special guy that can beat you in multiple ways, man.
1: So you're going to talk about him right now?
0: No, I'm not. Oh, who's number four? Alvin Kamara is my number fourth ranked running back. And I'm a big fan of Kamara. The thing that sticks out to me when you watch him play is his balance, all right? He could be falling all over the place and somehow still finds a way to stand upright to fight for extra yards. Ray Rice had this great ability to do where he put the palm of his hand down the ground to push off and keep him upright to keep on going. But Kamara is so physically gifted that he can do that without using his hand. I think it's truly remarkable. Let's start with the good. The, Kamara's lowest output he's ever had in his career regards to scrimmage yards was 1,330 scrimmage yards. And when you combine his rushing t- touchdowns and receiving touchdowns, he averages 14 14.5 t- uh, touchdowns a year in his career. That's crazy. Another crazy stat, this individual has yet to catch fewer than 81 balls in a season. Some wide receivers don't even hit numbers like that. Now, on the flip side, I was shocked Kamara has never went over 1,000-yard rushing or 1,000-yard receiving in his four-year career. That was a little shocking to me. And I'm sure you remember when we uh, covered the receivers, when I went over Michael Thomas's number back in 2019 when Drew Brees was out weeks three through seven and how it impacted Thomas, right? Well, guess what I did? Like Something similar. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> okay, so between those uh weeks, Kamara had 60 rushes for 231 yards, averaging 3.85 yards per carry. He also had 25 receptions for 189 yards. Surprisingly, he only had two touchdowns during those weeks. In my opinion, he still was effective in those games, but from a volume and yardage standpoint, he definitely wasn't efficient in the same running back without number 9 under center. So that's why... I have him a little further down than perhaps most will. All
1: right. So, I, I like this because you're setting up, us up for some some differential here. <clears throat> Number four for me um, is a previously mentioned 25-year-old running back from the Cleveland Browns, Nick Chubb. You went over the stats, you went over the accolades, the yards per carry. I mentioned earlier that um, you know a certain individual to me, Zeke to be specific, was – the best pure running back in the NFL in terms of just runner, right? Like just pure runner. I think Chubb is like one B. Yeah, like I he's agree. just got a natural fluidity to him as a, a running back, but he's like a bruising running back too. Mm-hmm. Um, another guy who had under 200 carries this year. But it's because he's by committee, right? I think the one knock I have for him is he, he gets most of his work on first and second down, third and short, right? If not, then it's like, Hey, it's Kareem Hunt's time to shine. There was a couple games that Cleveland. Yes, I'm saying that a couple games that Cleveland Browns were up big and Kareem Hunt got more burn than, uh, than Chubb did. That's by design, though. That's not like... No, no know, it's 100. They want to keep them fresh. fresh. Hey, yeah. we're competing for the playoffs. I want you playing your best football he and your could, healthiest he, at the end of the could, season. He could touch the rock uh, 300 and plus. And he will this year. I think he'll be 250 plus this year. Oh, great. Uh, hard not to be, you know, with what he put out there. Well, inside information for fantasy football season. Nice. We're <laughs> having the same league. Tidbit, <laughs> tidbit. Um... <clears throat> The one thing for me is he just doesn't do enough in the passing game, and we just talked about it, right? Like, And and no secret, right? 16 catches last year, 150 yards. Um, 12 rushes of 20 yards are are more. That's more than most people on this list. Um, I think he had a breakout year, and I just mentioned he was doing it in a running back (sighs) by committee um, backfield. But as I mentioned... Doesn't always play all three downs, but a lot to like about uh, Nick Chubb. And I th- still think his best football is to come.
0: Okay. Number three. Number three. This might be my favorite running back on this list. But there's a reason why. I'll talk about it. Okay. Number three is Dalvin Cook. The only reason why Cook isn't higher on this list is because his injury history as he's yet to play a full 16 games in his career. Uh, career. I just love watching this guy play. He plays with a perfect combination of power and finesse, which is evident when you realize he's ripped off carries of at least 70 yards in each of the first three seasons he's played. Uh, Dalvin ranks second on this list with 85.1 yards per game, behind only, aforementioned, Zeke. It's impressive when you factor in that Cook has never benefited from a dominant offensive line like Zeke or Chubb. Last year, he ranked second in the NFL in yards per game with 111.2. I'll tell you later who ranks first, by the way. (laughs) Cook also brings something to the passing game. In my opinion, he's an underrated pass catcher, as he's averaged 49 receptions for 395 yards over the last three years. I just love his game the best, to be honest with you, I think, on this list.
1: He's he's, Injuries, man. Yeah, yeah, listen. We're beating a dead horse. We are. Someone called PETA, but I'm sorry, man. I'm going to talk about it when I think we get to our inevitable number one for for both of us. Mm -hmm. Um, Injuries are always a concern for this position, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I think if you get 13-plus games out of your starting running back, uh, you should be grateful for that. Number three for me is also Dalvin Cook. I think he's my second favorite player on this list, but he is super fun to watch. Uh, You went through all the statistical things, so I'll just give you what my eyes tell me. He's versatile. He runs between the tackles. He runs outside the tackles. He catches the ball out of the backfield. Those are three boxes I absolutely have to check with my running back in this league. What I love most about him is he is a one-cut-and-go guy. There is no nonsense in the backfield. There is no extension of plays. It is positive yards. When he doesn't get positive yards, it's because his guard or center got blown off the ball and he's being hit upon receiving it from his quarterback. It is very rare that he's his forward momentum does not at least gain a yard you know, on the touch. Lou, here's a stat. I know you like stats, <coughs> and I don't often come up with them, so I'm proud of this one. All right, here we go. Did you know that Dalvin Cook had 222 yards on 58 carries from inside the 20-yard line. Yeah, In this modern-day NFL, where do you think that ranked amongst running backs last year? Third. First. Ah. Why? Because everybody's quick-screening and slanting and doing all of that. To me, that says, I have number 33 behind me. I'm inside the 20. I'm letting him take it the rest of the way. That's confidence in your running back. And to me, that tells me everything I need to know about this guy and his skill set. And he's deservingly so at number three. Could even put him higher on the list. Yeah,
0: like like I said, if if he's just was more available, he's easily for me number one. All right. That's a that's a testament to his ability. I just love watching him play. He's a player. Fantasy tip here. (laughs) It <laughs> doesn't matter. I'm, I'm scared about the injury, man. I know. I hear you. All right. So, number two. Number two. The problem with society today is out of sight, out of mind. Fans have forgotten just how good this next individual has become, uh, has he been, uh, because last year he had a down and injury riddled year. I'm talking about Christian McCaffrey. I'm not going to go over what happened, What you everything you said before. Yeah, thousand yards rushing thousand yard receiving this guy has you know had 19 total touchdowns in uh 2000 uh you know 19 it's just we already went through all that it's just his ability in the passing game is what makes him electric he's an elite route runner he has fantastic hands McCaffrey has seen 388 targets in his NFL career he's dropped nine balls. Told you he could play wide receiver in this league. He could play wide receiver, man. So, if this we did this last this list last year, he'd be number one. It's just the fact that people can't get out of their minds because you know of uh, the bad taste of what happened. He played only three games last year, but not only is he fast, he's shifty. He has a little power behind those pads too, man. But uh he's Chris, got them thick quads yeah, too. Not so,
1: Saquon quads, but thick quads. But so uh Chris, yeah, they
0: say white man can jump, but they sure as hell can play running back, bro.
1: Sure can. All right. Number two for me. Lou, I gotta be honest with you. I struggled here because I love this player. And again, if it's <clears throat> my team, my league, and I'm building the foundation, who I'm about to say. It's probably my number one guy. Okay. But I'm going to give you – when we talk about He's my number Dalvin one – He's your Dalvin Cook. He's your Dalvin yes, Cook. Yes. When we talk about my the number one guy who we're inevitably both going to have, I'll give you what made me lean that direction. Okay. But number two for me is Alvin Kamara. Yep. You Again, you went through stats. Span's played in this league for four years. He's a four-time <laughs> pro baller. While splitting time every single year in committee – Some of those with three running backs, Mm -hmm. Latavius Murray, Mark Ingram, and and Alvin. And then last year, a lot with Latavius and Alvin. And they all put up numbers in this offense. You mentioned uh, four consecutive seasons of 80-plus receptions. Do you know the only other running back to have more consecutive seasons of 80-plus receptions? Roger Craig? Marshall Falk again Uh, he had five actually excuse me they weren't even consecutive they were five in his career Alvin's done it four times consecutively to me he's the most versatile back in the NFL he's never been a bell cow he never will be a bell cow that's not his style but you mentioned before to me, I define him as a, he's like a super slippery pinball. Yeah, he he's just, just bouncing everywhere. His balance is so. Look, good. Ming's yeah. got the Ming's got the videos up I mean, on the why, screen right, right, right now. Watch so Three good. guys right there hit him and had leverage on him, and he just keeps on going. Um, he's a little guy, but he is next to impossible to bring down. I use the word impeccable for his balance but he runs with a lot of power with that low center of gravity. He's just unique. I mean, he goes between the tackles. He stretches the line of scrimmage and gets outside the tackles. Plus, most importantly, he's a former Tennessee Vol, so that automatically makes him my guy. You're a Vol guy? I'm a Vol guy. Interesting. Um, That, that goes back to Peyton Manning. I was going to say, right? living in um, the past. Yeah, definitely living in the past. But I still I still pay homage. um, Lou, you know this. He was a former Alabama running back yep. and had to transfer in that what is now littered backfield with NFL running backs, right? To to go get his spotlight. And he was by committee at Tennessee. Yeah. And he did this way. The only knock that I have against him is the pick that the Saints used to pick him in the third round. The 49ers traded to the Saints. Ah. So that is my knock against Alvin Kamara. Um, I so desperately wanted to put him number one overall, but he's my number two back on my list.
0: It's it's just yeah it's it's just kind of crazy the fact that like he is the example you can use for when you like doing the NFL draft. Well, if there's no production, they're not gonna. If he doesn't produce in college, he ain't gonna produce in the NFL. He's the well. Wait a minute here. Yep. He's that guy.
1: That's why there are NFL <clears throat> scouts, and then there are basement podcasters. Lou, what do we know?
0: <laughs> so. All right. Uh, Numero uno. I think Let's go. You, you want to say it together? You want to do like a one, two, three, and then I'll go, you know, no? Like a, <laughs> I number hold one. Hands
1: while we do it. Yeah, you right? give me your ear infection. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, Derek Henry, King Henry is number one. Uh, remember when I said Dalvin Cook ranked second in the league in 2020 with 111.2 yards per game? Well, King Henry, King Henry was number one. He bested Cook by f- over 15 yards rushing. He averaged 126.7 yards per game last year. This was difficult for me. Probably kind of what you said. I've always admired and held dual threat running backs in a higher regard than those bruisers for the mere fact that dual threat running backs can do so much more, uh, you know, to the game and give defenses so much extra to worry about. All that being said, and I did not want to put Henry here but what he has done the last 2 years it's is remarkable. Adrian Peterson S. No doubt. All right. Do you want me, I, you know you can read the stats all right? guy, like you can read the what he's done
1: over the last okay. you okay, 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 okay. Yeah, yeah.
0: This guy has led the league in rushing over the last 2 years and since 2019 Derrick Henry has 2758 yards after contact, which is almost 1000 yards more than any other back in the league during this time span. Since Henry is a non-factor in the passing game, pretty much, I looked at how effective he is when effective he's been when the Titans were trailing games, and I found out he's still forced to be reckoned with. All right, let's let's go through the numbers here. When Tennessee was behind one to eight points, he had sixty-seven rushes for three hundred fifty-five yards, averaging five point three yards a carry and two touchdowns. When they're behind nine to sixteen points, he's had forty-seven rushes for two hundred thirty-seven yards. Averaging five yards per carry and three touchdowns. So in conclusion, when the Titans were trailing in 2020, Henry ran the ball for 114 times for five for 592 yards, averaging 5.19 yards per carry. Basically, no matter how you slice it, Henry is averaging five yards a carry. Lastly, I'm going to leave you on this. There's an old adage. He appears to get stronger as the game goes on there. Well, for Henry, this is true. In 2020... He averaged more yards per carry in the fourth quarter than he did through the first three. His fourth quarter average was 6.6 yards per carry. And that's when defenses are expecting Tennessee to run the ball. So that's a real testament to Henry's ability uh, and how hard it is to bring the guy down. Perhaps the best stiff arm in the game, too, by the way.
1: There's a reason why he's called King Henry. Yeah. He imposes his will upon you. You mentioned his best football comes late in the game. It's because at that point, he's already bruised and battered everybody else. And he knows they physically, mentally,
0: emotionally. Yeah.
1: They are legitimately fearful of going in and tackling it. I've seen it on film, olays at him and arm tackles don't work with this man. Since you gave me the opportunity to rattle off stats. You have to. These are good stats, bro. Uh, so, I'll just go with 2020. 16 games. By the way, the only player on this list to play all 16 games last year. 378 touches. 2,027 yards rushing. 17 touchdowns. 5.4 yards per <laughs> carry. He has led the league in rushing the last two years. And Lou, what's unique about him is he's not like, like he's a big tall running back, right? Mm -hmm. He's not a Jerome Bettis bowling ball. Like
0: a Steven Jackson.
1: This man has rushing touchdowns of (laughs) 99 yards and 94 yards, right? Throwing people off of him. You mentioned the yards after contact. In 2020, He had 1,073 yards after contact, 300 more than the next closest running back to him. Four running backs in the NFL had more total rushing yards than he had after contact. And that includes him and his total. That is ridiculous. I think you said it all, right? A lot of teams probably prefer versatility. I'm one of them. But it's really, really hard to dispute what he's accomplished in the last two years. And when you think about running back and you think about how he imposes his will, how many touches he gets, this is the type of running back culture that we grew up with. Ming has a video up right now where he just literally tossed this Buffalo Bills defender with a stiff arm. I think it was uh, Norman. It was. uh, I think it was Norman, too, if I remember it correctly. It is just... A brutal! What he just did to that man! How you tackle him up high? What are you doing? Like how do you even tackle this guy around his ankles? His ankles are
0: thicker than my thighs. Got to ask you a question: Who do you think? Who would you think have a better chance of tackling
1: him or Lamar Jackson? Lamar. See I, if I, I can if I could grab Lamar's shoelaces, I got a chance. see, so, so yeah, I yeah. this guy won't even let you into his body. And when he does, I think I can get him to trip over me. <laughs> I, last
0: second, I'm just We're built to differently, <laughs> Lou. He'll
1: run right through me, right? But the I think what tilt uh tipped the scales in his favor for me is he plays arguably the most grueling position in the NFL. Like you are a tackling dummy when you are a running back. He played all 16 games. Um, that's just durability at that position. And to me, like King Henry, I had to give you the nod and we're not alone. You can read a hundred of these lists. Everyone's going to say the same thing, but I think our justification for it is sound. And it's coming from people who both did not want to put that individual in this slot and had to, had no choice. Yeah. All right. So we have a few minutes here, Lou. Well, not talking about the notables. uh, Yeah. Notables. I call it honorable mention. You call it Notables. (laughs) Just give me, how many did you make? I I can rattle off real quick. How about just like three names? Like, yeah. Let's not get into stats, but maybe talk about one that you nope. really liked.
0: Well, I won't even do stats or okay. anything. So making this list, there's a couple, of, a couple of running backs I I took a deeper dive into, and I crossed them off my list. Uh, Joe Mixon was one of them. Josh Jacobs was another. I feel like he's more like a volume guy. I wasn't blown away by his play. Kareem Hunt, I like Hunt a lot, but he's not a top 10 running back thanks to Chubb. Even when Chubb was out with injury last year, Hunt didn't do it like as close as good as, Ch- as Chubb did, even with that offensive line. Two players I'm high on, and one I think i like, what the... J.K. Dobbins, but I couldn't put another uh, uh, rookie uh, running back in my top 10. My head would just exploded, and I'm not from the science infection either. <laughs> uh, David Montgomery was another one. I'm intrigued to him because he's been on such an awful offense, such bad play, con, And his numbers... His play, his numbers are adequate. I love to see what he's gonna do with Justin Fields and see if the you know maybe Justin Fields can open up his ability. He doesn't have the long speed, I get it. But I'm interested in what he can do.
1: Yeah. So honorable mention for me, Eckler, Jacobs. I too had David Montgomery. Uh, Interesting. I had. I feel like I'm, I, only- I'm a big fan of David Montgomery. I think he's super <clears throat> versatile. I just think he played on a piss poor team. Yeah, he doesn't have the speed either, but I still think he's good. He, dude, he is very a very patient runner. He's another one. He's hard not McCaffrey. Tackle. He's hard to tackle, but he's not McCaffrey with like the jump cuts. But he's super effective with the jump cuts in there. Like, would you call him traffic? A,
0: would you call a poor man's uh, Saquon?
1: Similar, I, I, yeah. I toy with. it. I mean, he doesn't have the speed. That's no. That's what I'm at. saying. Poor man. That, yeah, like, I mean, poor yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lesser version of him for yeah. sure. Another one I had on here that I think is going to be a good player, but I also think he'll be a product of the offense. Is going to be Clyde, uh, Clyde Edwards-Helaire. Um, but he'll never. I, don't, <laughs> I think he'll be another one that will struggle to get over a thousand yards rushing because they're so passing. Yeah, I don't um, see it. I don't, they, I'm they not he first, won't first, but I do but. think he has a superb skill set that. I was disappointed it be, in it. Not from like I'm not talking about. He like, started bro. on fire, bro. He started well, the season. They on start. Fire. He started
0: on fire because they forced it a lot.
1: Yeah, and and, and, and then Andy Reid's like, screw this. Why yeah, am I trying to run what the what ball? Am I doing? I'm just going to run jet sweeps and do yeah, so. do Andy Reid stuff. All right, perfect. So what are we doing? I'm next? actually glad that's behind us. Yeah, this was not our favorite list, people. Um... There's not enough tight ends in the league to address top ten. Let's get get on the defensive side of the ball. And let's start with the sexies. The corners? No. Let's get into the edge rushers, dude. Well, we'll call them pass rushers. How about that? Pass rushers. Okay. Um, The reason why I want to do pass rushers is because I'd love to continue this and get into, like, off-the-ball linebackers, get into defensive backs. But I also know that, and we were talking about before we kicked off here this evening, that, you know, Exciting football is upon us, whether it's training camp and preseason. I definitely want to do fantasy shows. Um...
0: Also bullshit. You want to start? You want to say the cornerbacks
1: for last because you love cornerbacks. I, I, I wanted to say the the pass. Rushers I love the for defensive last. divas. No doubt. Come about on. It. I love nothing excites me more than a player who has nothing to do with breaking up the pass, but and still gets, some- gets up and amped up and waves their hands like all me, baby, all me. When the quarterback made the worst throw that you've ever seen, that had nothing to do with them. I love those. All people. right. So pass rushers first. Pass rushers first. Okay. All right. Awesome, Lou. A pleasure. Ming, thanks for having us back in. Um, Lou, I'm going to attach you with one more responsibility. We are the We're Talking Football podcast. Um, where can you find us? Where can you follow us? Follow us at WTF Pod NFL on Twitter and Instagram. Awesome. Thank you so much.